The multiverse was destroyed. The heroes of Earth-616 and Earth-1610 were powerless to save it. Now all that remains is Battle World, a massive patchwork planet composed of the fragments of worlds that no longer exist. Each region is a domain unto itself, maintained by the iron will of its god and master, Victor Von Doom. Welcome to the end of the world. We'll be with you every step of the way for Marvel Secret Wars event. This is World Report, episode number seven. Jamie Rosales, how are you? I'm doing good, Kevin. It's been a long time. It's it's been a while. Um, we've got a lot of books to talk about. Sorry, guys. We, you know, San Diego Comic Con happened, and then you know sometimes we just can't get our schedules together and stuff. And you know, Jamie's a big slack. So what can I say? I'm blaming it all on her. It's yeah. It's all on me. I'm the biggest slack. <laughs> I- no, there's just a lot of books to read. And it's like, did you read all this? No. All right, let's do it next week. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes life just gets in the way. And, uh, you know, so if, if you guys don't know, this is the the Secret Wars podcast where we're following around the Secret Wars event happening in Marvel Comics. Um, it's coming to a head soon, kind of. Like, we're halfway through the event. And um, things are kind of starting to make sense, I think. Um, I, I, I think, don't, don't you, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, well, things are definitely going down, and um, I think setting it up for, you know, the next big, uh, the next big thing happening. So I'm, I'm pretty into it right now. I'm pretty into it. Well, let's get into the books that uh, came out the week of July eighth. Um, we've we'll start off with uh, Age of Apocalypse. Uh, okay. Ri- written by the legendary uh, Fabian Nicesia, and uh, artwork by Gerardo Sandoval. Uh, and, um, yeah, this book, um, now you have no reference for Age of Apocalypse, right? No, except that I, you know, there was that earlier, like, Battle World book or Secret Wars Journal book, and I was like, why are all the X-Men, like, tiger striped? And you're like, oh, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. So that's the only reference I'm like, and, and I we, know we saw them like show Savage up, Land. we saw them show up in, uh, in, in Old Man Logan as well. Right. That's um, right. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is, okay. So we we know that Marvel's taking all these their big events, and that's where basically a lot of the domains in in uh, Battle World are. Um, and uh, so, Age of Apocalypse was like kind of the big event of the '90s that, or the the mid '90s that kind of like resurfaced comic books and and made the X Men cool again. Um, it, it, and the artwork was was really big, like anime kind of a style and stuff. Excuse me, really anime style stuff, and and you know a lot of great artists came out of it. And, and basically, it was you know this what if story that uh, what if Charles Xavier never really started the X Men. Um, so it's it's a great storyline. This kind of takes a cue from that, but only bits and pieces of it. Um, we we see the you know, kind of a further explanation of um, parts of the Age of Apocalypse characters, but altogether, I don't know. I mean, this book was, I can't even really describe it because I'm not really sure what happened. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a character named Cypher. Basically, it's like another special kid that... Well, Cypher is Doug. He's a character from Ninja Mutants and stuff. and Okay. And he's... For some reason, he's really important in this book, and he's never really been important before. Um, and and there there uh, for some reason, uh, Apocalypse really wants this kid. 
Yeah. And we're not really sure why. And um, Magneto is going to fight him, right? Yeah. So. I mean, this book, I mean, on the scale of, um, you know, is it is does it have anything to do with what's going on in uh, Secret Wars? Is this going to change your life with Secret Wars? I give it a no. Um, I, I love the artwork just because it's that throwback. I, I, yeah, you weren't very much of a fan of it. It hurt my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't like old things. Everyone, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, there's not enough time in the day to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm sure you loved um, assholes uh, Cyclops in this, right? Yeah, what is with that hair? I was like, okay. I, um, it was the 90s, my friend. It was the 90s. Yeah, was like, lots okay. lots of uh, uh, belts and buckles and, and uh, tattoos and just bizarreness in this book. And Do you need to read it? No. It has no bearing on what's going also, on. Also, my question is, okay, so the character Exodus, which is the name that kept getting thrown around, is that Mr. Sinister? Um, I don't know. Okay. Honestly. I was like, I, there was a I, I, I was confused with this book. I really was. Um you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't remember a lot of what happened in the, the old book, you know, um, because it was so long ago and I never went back and reread it or anything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't, I just don't remember. Anyways, let's move on to a book that we, we actually enjoyed. <laughs> are we talking about 1872? We certainly are. Uh, written okay. by Jerry Duggan and, uh, artist by, uh, Nick Valaria. Flora. And colorist is Lee Luffridge. Exactly. Uh, Lee yeah. Ludridge. We like that guy. Um, we do. Uh, this was a cool book. So um, this is a, it, it, it's a Western story uh, set in the town of Timely, um, which is kind of funny because uh, it's, it's uh, Timely was the original Marvel imprint, you know, before oh, Marvel okay. become, became Marvel, they were Timely That's comics. Nice. So it was a little nod of that. And I, I love how, uh, we start off with this big map and uh it's, it's it looks like it was done on a you know corel draw program or something it's just boxes with uh with little names on it and stuff like that but the coolest thing is the river that goes through it it's called the kirby, kirby river and it's been oh, dammed by rocks on <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the whole thing is this is this is a western story set in 1872 and um we have uh, Steve Rogers is the sheriff of uh, the, the the town of Timely, uh, and Tony Stark at one point was the sheriff, and uh, you know he's now a miserable drunk. And uh, we had seen in in the all new all different Marvel previews that uh, Red Wolf was going to be a, a character. Well, now we're seeing Red Wolf, um, and uh, he's basically being uh, he's he's about to get uh, hung in this issue and for for you know basically being an indian um and uh yeah so you know humor ensues we're, we're, we're we see like this kind of comical side of of tony stark uh we see bruce banner um it, it's all it's kind of steampunky it's kind of uh you know it's very very much a weird western story um, yeah we see new new versions of of characters we haven't seen before uh, so far in, in the Secret Wars, like the Owl, um, uh, Wilson Fisk shows up. Pretty much just the Wilson Fisk that we know. Yeah, he looks like just any Wilson Fisk. He did, like nothing about him that's really West. Not even a mustache. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean the only thing that we see is he's you know back into in, instead of the ascot, he's got like a neck tie kind of thing. Right. <laughs> you know that's that's about it. It's it's the big white suit, um, and the very last page we get. Uh, 
uh, uh, Deadpool. Um, I'm I'm a thinking that's Electra and um, is it Deadpool? That's a I mean it's I mean Bullseye. I'm sorry Bullseye 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 sorry. Electra Doc and, Oct and Grizzly. No, I don't think that's Do- Doc Oct. I think that's uh, the Owl. Oh, that's not what I read online. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Looks like the owl to me. I mean, there's there's no there's no arms. It's not octopus. There's no octopus arms. He looks like Doc Ock. I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll see. Looks like the owl to me. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Um. So yeah, those guys are coming into town. It, it just it just seems like a timely is the uh, place where you know people um uh, like like shit goes down basically. Um. Yeah. Don't know what bearing this has on on anything to do with Secret Wars. There's really no mention of Doom in this that I remember. Um, yeah, but, it's kind of its own isolated story. Yeah, but I think uh, they're gonna. The the plan is that uh, you know Red Wolf is gonna become a character in this, so maybe they'll right. be crossing crossing borders at some point. So who knows? Who knows? But this this book it's it's worth reading. You know, uh, it just as far as it cl- crossing over into uh, into anything that has to do with uh, Secret Wars, not that important. Yep. Yep. What do we got next? Uh, do you want to talk about Civil War? Let's do it. Okay. So let me just go and say that this was like, you know me, Kevin, I don't, I never really grew up on comics, but this book I did read like the original Civil War I read when it was happening. So, um, because I mean, there's nothing else that looks cool on a book on a cover than Captain America fighting Iron Man. Um, but so basically instead of the, um, because at the end of original Civil War, you know, um, basically Captain America gets arrested. And what how we start here is that they're fighting um, during, like, in Iron Man's prison that yeah. he has for all the, uh, you know, villains and stuff and all the people against him. And uh, uh, Project, the, Project the, 42 is what it's called. Yeah. Um, so as they're fighting Black Panther and uh, I think it's Cloak, they, they're inside and it turns out the prison's set to blow up. And it does. And so in the process, a bunch of people die. It's like 15 million people. And, you know, Matt Murdock dies, uh, Tiger dies, Black Panther dies. And basically after this event, um, the U.S. is split into the um, the East, which is called the Iron for Iron Man, and then the West, which is called the Blue. And um, so obviously the East is where all the super heroes have to be registered anyone that has a power and the west is like basically do whatever you want so basically miriam sharp whose um son had i think she's the one that her son died in the very beginning yeah of support so she decides i'm gonna host like a meetup between tony and steve you know to sort of just like end all this fighting and they meet up and basically as they're talking uh, miriam gets shot by a sniper and Tony's like, well, that came from your side, Steve. And then they're like, well, it looks like that gun was aimed at me. So this is a lot of like blaming. And during the, all this too, we see that Peter Parker's on um, Steve Rogers' side, but his family is on uh, is on Tony Stark's side. Yeah. So they like split up for some, you know. And, and Peter's and that's part of the negotiation for. That's part of the negotiation that they're they're, they're going is like you know who's going to get on that side and stuff. Right. And uh, obviously, She-Hulk and all of them are on uh, She-Hulk and Captain Marvel, or who's still Miss Marvel. Sorry, at this point, they're on Iron Man's side. Um, but um, right now, they think that it might be Bullseye that made the shot. But um, yeah, that's sort of where it ends. And you know, Captain America and 
And Peter yeah. Parker's got this weird, like, he's he's not really Spider-Man anymore. He's It looks like he's this weird version of Falcon. Yeah, I was like, he's the Falcon in this. He's got, like, a Falcon suit. Yeah. Um, um, so, and, and he's kind of, it seems like he's kind of uh, Captain America's sidekick, you know? Yeah. Which, which is kind of cool. So, it's like you've got this Falcon version of, of Captain America. And we didn't mention, this is written by Charles Soule. So, obviously, it's awesome. But, it's awesome, yeah. uh, Lionel Francis Yu is the artist on this and it just it's beautiful looking more than anything else very heavy on the words yes <laughs> a lot of talking in this book um again nothing to do with, <laughs> with secret wars there's not even a mention Except of Doom the, um, yeah totally i think it, in terms of other books it's it's kind of like its own um it, it, to me it was like infinity gauntlet where it's like completely separate but it's really really good um yeah. definitely like Especially like this is a book that I was having high standards for, and it definitely delivered. And the crazy part too is the preview for the next issue. Um, Bucky as Winter Soldier is on Tony Stark's side, and I was like, <laughs> "What? Mind blown!" Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how this is th- this is shaping up because we're seeing yet another version of Carol, yet another version of uh, She Hulk, another version of Captain America. You know, and yeah. it's like at some point, one of you know, either all of these are going to combine to something, or like a, a lot of this is you know has no bearing whatsoever on anything that's going on in secret wars like this doesn't really need to be a secret wars book um but on the other hand it's a freaking great series it's it's yeah it's great i mean definitely read it um yeah that's that's all i gotta say yeah what would you like to cover next uh let's talk about squadron sinister the book that you have no idea what's going on, huh? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm really liking this book, um, and and we know already with uh, what has been kind of leaked and and announced of the new Marvel books uh, post Secret Wars is that uh, we're going to get a Squadron Supreme book. Um, it's not going to be sinister. It's going to be go back to Squadron Supreme. Um, so this issue, we basically you know picks up where we left off with. You know, the, there's basically Nightwing and, and um, Wizard tracking down the uh, the gun that that you know that we have uh, some you know Hyperion's uh, going through some shit with with Mister Sinister over uh, you know trying to kind of stop Doom. You know, like like they're having this secret meeting about whether or not they're, you know, like what they're going to do, do about Doom. Um, and then uh, Nightwing's put together uh, his uh, his version of the the, the Fearsome Five. Um, but uh, the most interesting thing in this is they 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 go to war with um, God. What is it? Uh, Neptune Neptuna, right? Um, with, I do no idea. With the Howling Commandos show up and like all of this stuff. I mean, all this shit goes down. It's this is this book is getting really interesting because it's the crossing of different lands and you know it's it's basically a really evil version of um of of you know what's kind of coming up with with Secret Wars. Like you know how these these different lands are merging, kind of, and you're seeing people come from other lands and stuff. And you, I, I don't know how to describe this book. Like I love it, and then parts of it I'm just like not into. Um, there's definitely there's a lot going on. I think that's the hard part with keeping up with it. But it, like the core of the story is that these guys are assholes. Yeah, and those it, are my favorite parts where it's just you know 
Who's the main guy? The one with the like medium length hair. He's like wearing red and gold. Uh, Hyperion. Yes. yes. He's a total douchebag. Well, um, yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be the douchebag Superman. Um, yeah. But the thing is, like, he's in in the regular universe. He's he's really cool. So, but the the interesting thing about this is we're we're seeing we still haven't. So in in new uh, Newtopia. Um, we're seeing this this group of uh from basically the new universe um uh jennifer swear swanson from uh spitfire uh kenneth uh, connell the original star brand um mark hazard which he had a um book called merc and then uh uh jack Ma- uh, magna conti from kickers inc all of these had their own books from the new universe but they've only shown up in a page or two so um this is a really interesting book, but I don't know what's going on with it, really. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of cool. I wish the art was or artwork was a little bit better, but it's definitely tying into Secret Wars for sure. Um, yeah. And and I it's the book to pay attention to because stuff's going to come out of it. Obviously, if if you follow the uh, the the um, you know Marvel previews and stuff like that, uh, the new lineup is going to have um a character from from dp7 in it like like a bunch of different people from different realities and they're going to be headquarters out of atlantis that's all we really know it's going to be very yeah. interesting to see what happens so pay attention to this book for sure it's like a medium you know of of uh, relevance yeah, yeah uh you want to tell me what happened in ghost racers because uh, uh somehow i missed yes. this book <laughs> Love this book so much. Uh, so, of course, written by Philippi Smith, artist uh, is uh, Juan Gideon. And uh, so basically, we kind of get a flashback. Um, we know as of last issue that basically if you lose the ghost race, you um, you get tortured for whatever, you know, I guess to make you win. I'm not really sure. So um, we get sort of Robbie's past, like the Doom PD um captured him ages ago because they detected that he was secretly a ghostwriter and he didn't even know. And, um, uh, after losing and being tortured, like the first time they, he made sure he won every time. So, um, in the present day he's racing and then, um, three of his homies or whatever was one of the monsters on the track. They were like fused into one, this one huge Frankenstein monster. So he was like really pissed off. And then, arcade obviously like wants to make money off of this and wants him dead so he unleashes this character the venus compiler she's like kind of the badass assassin on the track and um then it kind of does like this whole tron move and eli the you know his ghostwriter spirit is like you know like do you trust me like well i can get us out of here and then he's like come on eli let's do it now and so this fire portal opens up in the middle of the track and he's able to escape and no one knows where he's at. So at the very last page, we see that uh, Arcade is sending every Ghost Rider after him. So he escapes out of out of uh, Kill Kill World or Killville uh, or the whatever. Kill, uh, Coliseum. Coliseum. Yeah, that's right. So he's able to get out. So it did really feel like Tron, which I'm like, I love Tron. So I was like, yeah, but, he got but out. we we don't know where he went. No, absolutely no mm, reference. Just a fire portal. Interesting. So that was that. Uh, it was good. I love this book a lot. I'm still not a huge fan of the art. Um, I like the but art. It's good. Yeah, it's it's very it's like really like sketch. You know, very like nothing. That I don't know. I'm just not my thing. But yeah, I mean, I love this book. Yeah, of course. And in terms of Secret Wars relevance, like me, you know, medium. Like there's obviously a lot of references to, 
Doom and Battle World, but you know, in terms of the main plot, there's really nothing. Yeah. Um, how about Runaways number two? Uh, another book I really liked um, that also had to do with escaping. But um, so basically, all of our Runaways gang in the first book they are put together in a team for this big test they have to do. So they go into this like simulation, and like Pixie encourages Jubilee, like, "Look, just go say sorry to." Santa and you know she doesn't really give a shit but they go into the simulation and they're killing these like obviously holograms or whatever and then um, Amadeus Cho is sort of able to sort of break the code and they realize they're not killing holograms they're killing other students and in the process Pixie gets killed as well so you know they thought they could bring her back to life and turns out she's dead for real so Jubilee's like really pissed off it's another um, another kind of Tron thing you die exactly. in the game you die in real life exactly um, and so they're actually able to escape the simulation so now they're all sort of like look they lied to us we need to escape um, and so uh, Dagger tries to convince Cloak because um, keep in mind too like this is where they're switched so daggers the um he's the guy right he's the one in black Mm -hmm. and um tries to convince her like oh come with us and she's like no you need a woman on the inside like i'll be that person like i won't go with you um and so at the very end um they go and escape and uh jubilee takes molly who was asleep and takes her with them and then santa can't be found but at this point they're runaways again so they are um, actual runaways this time. Exactly. I was like, I see what you did there. Um, like, got it. Right. And, so, and um, uh, I, I gotta say, this was written by Noelle Stevenson and uh, oh my God, she is like, like I only know her from obviously, you know, from, from uh, Lumberjanes, which is a quirky, you know, fun book. Right. This is, she's a hell of a writer. Like I didn't see a lot of this coming, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's a great book and the artwork. Um, who Sanford Green? Sanford Green, great, great, yeah, great artwork. Um, lay, love the layouts. I still feel it's it's a little uh, deadly class, you know. Um, oh yeah, it's it's part deadly class, part rat queens. You know, it's it's definitely that's that's kind of the vibe they're going. I I, I would love to see this book continue. Um, in you know, post uh, Secret Wars, but. Uh, uh, who knows what's going to ha- happen with Amadeus Cho? Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of relevance, though, I would say pretty high because Valeria Doom's in this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are actually the only books we're covering this week because we just have a lot of stuff. So um, some other books to check out: Secret Wars twenty ninety nine, number three. Um, Kevin's favorite book, obviously, Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. Oh yeah. Uh, Master Kung, <laughs> Master Kung Fu wrapped up, right? Uh, I think it has one more issue oh, and then it's done. Right. And Spy- then in Spider Inferno, Island, Spider Verse, uh-huh. we didn't even bother. <laughs> Renew Your Vows, probably re- really good. I loved it. Um, yeah. 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 Renew Your Vows was great. It's just not, I mean, there's really not much of a Secret Wars tie in yet. I think right. just pay attention to the villain in that. It's, it's, I think he's going to become a bigger character. All right. So uh, let's move on to July 15th. Um, I'm going to go on record right here saying this is where things changed. <laughs> yeah. This was a crazy week. This is the week where people started doubting. <laughs> and I think this is where it's like, you're, you're finding out things. This is all starting to kind of come together. I don't know. It, I'm sure this was, this was Marvel's plan, you know, because we're, we're seeing a few of the books kind of wrap up or, you know, start to kind of 
get into the third and fourth issues where there were so things are starting to make sense um and new books are coming out because of that uh an important book that's uh, to me at least is Cap- captain britain and the mighty defenders number one. Oh yeah no super important book um and this is written by al ewing uh, with artwork by the legendary Alan Davis. We've seen all these different books that kind of take from different events in the the Marvel U and different timelines and stuff like, you know, Civil War, Secret War, you know, all you know, Secret Wars obviously was the big event that we had before and stuff. This is the first thing that's been kind of compiled from just a different timeline. Um, where we start off with uh, with Tony Stark in, you know, you remember the, uh, Tony Stark's uh, origin story, where he um, he gets trapped in. Uh, uh, well, back then it was I think the Vietnam War, right? And and he gets shot, and he's almost about to die, and and he meets this guy who helps him. You know, he's a prisoner, and he helps him build the the Iron Man armor that keeps the the, the shrapnel from getting into his heart. Right. Well, basically, uh, uh, Jensen, the, uh, the the doctor that helped build him, ends up being in the armor. And Tony Stark dies, so it's completely kind of a what if story. Um, and Tony's sacrifices his, his himself. Uh, so we flash forward to um, Jensen is the Baron of uh, Jensen City, right? Um, yes. And uh, it's a total self-sustaining metropolis, and uh, everything's like kind of peace and love in this place. And we see that She-Hulk, yet another version of She-Hulk. Um, is a Thor this time. She yeah. she has taken on the mantle of Thor, but she doesn't look like a Thor. She's only got a gavel for for a hammer. And but why um, a gavel, Kevin? No, because there's a like a panel where he asks like why a gavel. She's like, uh, because I've got my hammers right here. And she oh, has like her right. fists up, and I was like, yeah. Cool. I just thought it was funny because she's a lawyer and stuff as well. Right, you know? right. But uh, yeah, and, and she's she talks about how she's part of the defenders, um, and and we see uh, Hobie Brown, who's a sp- spider hero, which it yeah. was from my it, it was the uh, uh, <laughs> when Mighty De- Mighty Avengers first showed up. Um, there was Spider Hero, who was basically Blade. I don't really remember, but okay. this is like a weird version of the Prowler um, from, but he ties. So, but the thing is people are starting to remember things about their past. Um, we see Hobie Brown is remembering uh, Hobie Brown was the Prowler, right? From, from the Spider-Man um, universe in 616. And he somehow um, Spider-Man, he sees Spider-Man die uh, and takes on the mantle of Spider Hero, right? And, but this isn't how it happened in this reality. So he's starting to remember different things, and they're starting to really question themselves of what's going on. Um, but uh, so then Jensen's um, uh, daughter shows up and uh, is like, "Hey, um, there's something going on. We got a problem over at one of the walls." So there's like, you know, obviously, there's, there's a border between uh, you know one of the war zones, right? Um, and they're talking about how you know everything's peaceful and quiet in this place, and they see uh, uh, a almost like she almost looks like a a, a nun, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Some kind of yeah, like, like like all white carrying a sword, which looks a lot like Excalibur. Um, and uh, she breaks through this this wall, and we find out it's uh, Doctor Faizia Hussein, 
And uh, she breaks through the the big wall and says, you know, look, I was, um, you know, handed down this sword by Captain Britain. And she's like, I've got all these memories, but I don't know where they're coming from, you know. Um, and uh, we, we see that uh, Jensen shows up and he starts questioning his, his, his loyalty to Doom, which is a yeah. big no-no. And especially in front of uh, She-Hulk because, you know, she's a servant of Doom. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden doom shows up you know going through uh jensen's armor and he's like you know hey look you're questioning me uh he's like i can hear you through your you know anytime you talk start talking about me um and uh uh you know uh she hulk is like you know what let's take this to the court and he's like nope i'm stripping you of your thor powers uh he's like uh you know i don't want any more he's like he's like uh Behold, two domains, two cities, one worships me, one rebels. The only way uh, is Doom's law is to keep them apart. And then he's like, but not any longer. Yeah. <laughs> so the Western Wall uh, it starts to break through, and you see this gigantic tank uh, break through. And, um, you know, they, they start to go fighting and stuff. And uh, basically we see that uh, Judge Dredd is on the other side. <laughs> Is that who that is? It's this Marvel version of Judge Dredd. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's because it, it's if you look at it, it looks a lot like Judge Dredd, but they're wearing um, Iron Man kind of armor, just like Jensen's wearing, uh, and uh, they've got these different. Uh, it, even even the type face and, and the the, bo- the boxes is this weird kind of mix of Punisher meets Judge Dredd. Um, and uh, they take out Jensen with a, a bullet to the head. They're they're the judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, and we see that they take out um, psychically their version of uh, Judge Anderson takes out Captain Britain. And the next thing we see is it's, uh, Captain Britain, and she's uh, being captured. She's been captured, and uh, she's being um, basically brainwashed. And uh, she's in Mondo City, and yep. that's being run by Punisher. I loved this. This was really cool. I thought it was hilarious though that they they brought in Judge Dredd. <laughs> it's like Yeah. It's it I just I just loved this book. It was it was awesome. Um and but it was the first time we're seeing that uh, you know, people are starting to remember again. Like like we saw this in a couple other books with Korvac saga and stuff like that, but people are starting to question Doom. This yeah. Was, this was and I this is also I think one of the first times we've ever seen that Doom has you know, we've always heard talk that like um, Thor's losing their hammers. This is the first time we've ever actually seen him strip, you know, the a hammer from a Thor. But at the same, he didn't even have to be there. It was like his hologram, you know, and like her gravel fell. So it's like this is yeah, this is kind of a game changing book. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's the book where you, I I first went, oh whoa, something's going on here. Like it's it's really gonna happen here. Um, but it's 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 the first time that we've seen like more than one person doubting doom and doubt and the big thing is that they doubt that doom is even a human being um i mean that 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 doom is just a a human there's one panel in here where um you know uh they're saying that you know they're talking about uh captain britain and uh she says you know um she's like i'm i'm sorry but no that's not true that's just not right doom is a man a man with power but a human all the same he is not any kind of god and that's when you know we see doom show up but it's like she's the, kind of the first person and you know she's got she's wearing all white she's kind of like a 
like I said, she's kind of like a nun almost, you know, right. like, like she's preaching the anti-doom almost. Um, so yeah, it's, this is an interesting book, man. I'm, I'm, I think things are going to come out of this book for sure. Uh, shall we talk Captain Marvel in the Carol Corps? Yeah. Um, so as I called last time we recorded about this book, um, that character they totally saved was Rhodey, a yep. version of Rhodey. So it's like, they're going to be destined to be Even together. Even across forever. different universes, they're right? destined together. <laughs> um, so basically, um, they have him and they um, he's like in critical condition. They have to have this doctor. Um, uh, she's the Baron's physician of that land, Dr. Nair, and have her like help him out. But, you know, they're basically sort of telling her too, like, look, you know, there's there's things that we don't believe about Doom. And she's like, "Do you can't be telling me that. That's heresy. And they're like, well, I mean, look at Carol, you know, like, are my powers magic? Like, you know, they're not. They're from somewhere completely different. She's like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of on your side. So she's right now, we're like, not sure if she's going to blow the whistle on them. But basically, when Rhodey wakes up, him and Carol have this talk. And he was he's originally from the land of limbo and um i guess like there's demons and stuff in that land well yeah that's that's the inferno that's that's inferno oh okay yeah um so him and his crew like leave via ship and that's where they find them so you know obviously from the first um issue we know that carol and her crew are sent to destroy that ship because there was supposedly ultron on it but they weren't ultron they were basically land jumpers yeah um and so, and that's what Carol and them are trying to do. They want to, they're at this point building a ship so they can go out to the void or whatever, because there's no stars and stuff. They just want to see what's out there. They, they want to see what's in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a character, part of her crew named Helen, who's like kind of anxious and she's always kind of, uh, you know, like, this isn't a good idea. We should do this. And so basically um, she was instructed not to test out the plane yet because it, they still needed to, you know, fix some things or test it out more. And of course, at the end, she takes it, starts flying and the thing blows up. So um, that's where that ends. But it's also another book where everyone's doubting doom. And, you know, now it's sort of like, what is our next step here? We need to find out what's out there. Um, so in terms of relevance, really high. Um, this is a Kelly Sudaconic book with Kelly Thompson and art was great. David Lopez. I think he did colors as well. So yeah, right on. This is it's a, um, it's a great book. It, and again, relevance is, is high for this because you know Captain Marvel's com- uh, powers come from Galactus, basically. You know, oh, okay. she, she's she's got you know her her her. Well, she was originally <clears throat> she was originally binary. You know, or she she was Captain Marvel, and then she became binary, and then kind of combined the powers and whatever. So, um, she's got a deep history, but but her powers are cosmic based, and so it's like, right. well, how did I get my powers? Like, she's got to be doubting herself as to where she actually comes from, and I, that's the thing I love about this book is like it's it the, the, all of these books starting this week. Really, the theme is like doubting who yeah. Doom is. You know, and it's like it's such so great that it's like it. We're into the second and third issues of, of a lot of things, but all these books are starting to be like uh, we don't really doubt. We, you know, we don't really believe Doom is God anymore. So, and it, that's the really interesting thing about this week. Yeah. Um, um, and going off of that note, we could talk about Guardians of Nowhere because that's the same thing in that book. Yep. Um, um, this book was. Oh, 
another another great book. Bendis, uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Mike Diodato were such a great yes. team. Such a great team. Um, and this is building on uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and we find out that uh, nowhere, which is this celestial head that's been floating off in the that that in the regular book is the celestial head that they is is an entire universe we saw in the movie even it's like a it's it's its, its own planet and you know there's a whole ecosystem in it, in it and everything um it, so the thing i don't understand is that well well let's talk about the book first mm-hmm. uh so uh angela shows up and she's she's looking for gamora um and drax is kind of like this drunk <laughs> You know, there's a, a great fight scene uh, between uh, Angela and Drax, and and we don't really know what he, which what she's looking for at first. Um, and uh, finally, Gamora shows up. And the interesting thing with this um, is, I believe this is the Gamora from the six one six that with the cosmic powers that she got from going through the black vortex, because she's never been this interesting. Powerful. So. Um, and then, but we see Rocket Raccoon show up, and he's wearing the old uh, Guardians uniform. Yeah, uh, which again found very interesting. So I don't know where this is existing in, in timeline wise. Um, but they and, and Angela, you know, who's normally a Guardian. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Angela's hunting down Gamora for leaving her territory. Uh, yes, I think that was the case because she wasn't in nowhere. She had like left or whatever, and we actually don't know why yet. Yeah. Um, and then we we see that uh, uh, they've they've gone to another part. You know, they're they're hanging out with Mantis, and there's a funny line between. You know, it's like, well, they're they're kind of figuring out what they're going to do, and and they, you know, we have this whole like we work together. You know, um, the thing is like like Gamora is still really powerful. She's more powerful in this than she's ever been in any of the other books. Um, God, what else happened? Uh, so basically, like one thing, like one huge thing in this book is. Um, you know, because the way they make it seem like is that they haven't seen Gamora in a while. She has just like returned, and um, you know, Rocket's basically like, "Look, man, we're supposed to be a team, and like, you know, you're like freaking out Doom. Like, we can't be doing this." And then she's like, "Well, I don't believe in Doom," and he's like, "Wait, what?" And then she is basically like, um, she she brings up Thanos's name, and no one recognizes it. They're like, "Who is that?" Yeah, and she, that's you know, right. they, yeah. So it's going to be a huge like, obviously this. You know, she's left. And what I think is really interesting, because, like, we keep seeing this theme of, like, you know, characters that are um, all cosmic-y. Like, I definitely, I, I could see her being, you know, the um, the Black Vortex Gamora. Um, but also, like, I mean, A-Force has that character. And then also in Korvac Saga um, that week, that also had a reference to a character that was, like, uh, did you see it was, like, Captain Universe? Yeah. But basically the way this book ends is uh, Yotat. I don't know. I don't know who this character is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And he shows up and he basically wants to take out um, Drax. It it could be a, a a character from guardians that, that Bendis writes that I just, I haven't been following. So, um, um, it's a good book. Yeah. I, I I love it. Uh, I mean, the artwork alone is, is fantastic. Uh, okay. Here's the one thing that I have with this is so they don't know what the hell is beyond the stars yet. This is like, (laughs) set in the gal- somewhere in the galaxy we haven't really seen anything that's off of the planet you know yeah and, that was a little confusing i'm like is it on battle world well, that, yeah like that's that. the whole thing is it doesn't take place in battle world no it's it's in nowhere you know um so 
you know, and it basically, I mean, the thing is, it, it we we find out at the very beginning that uh, Doom destroyed all the Celestials. Um, and and it says here that uh, it says years ago a giant alien called the Celestial came to our to, to our world literally to take it as his own. And it says except the mighty hand of Doom saved us. Doom destroyed it, and now its severed its severed head floats in space above uh, us, a glorious reminder of Doom's omnipotent power. So um, yeah, and then remember we saw like what looked to be a, a, a desert full of uh, uh, fallen Celestials, like dead Celestials. Right. So uh, I think Doom took, oh. out, took out the Celestials, but uh, I, again, we, we, the opening page is is, is uh, nowhere f- floating in space with stars. So I don't know if this right. is just like left hand not talking to the right hand when they they made this book, or there really is a galaxy out there. I don't really know. Right. This is the curious questions. Um, are we going to talk about Hail Hydra? Yeah, just real quick. Um, this is really not a super Secret Wars book. Um, it's, it, it has just, nothing to do with Secret yeah, it's, Wars. Yeah, it's just a sequel to um, to All New Cap and, you know, uh, Remender's Cap. So, I mean, it's one of his last books for now for Marvel. So, um, but it's, uh, Remender wrote it and then artist is Roland uh, Boshi who was working on um, Winter Soldier Bitter March. Uh, yeah. But, so basically the Nomad, this is interesting too because obviously we have a set number of characters like, you know, f- that was on Reed Richards's life raft that got transported from the 616 to battle world. Um, but nomad is a random character that also got transported somehow via Hydra interdimensional infinite elevator. <laughs> okay. So- well, I was going to ask you about that. Cause I didn't, I didn't read all of Remender's cap. Was this something that happened in, so was, was this elevator in, in his series? Okay. I don't remember this elevator at all. This really seemed like it was pulled out from thin air, but basically in all new cap nomad is, um, he's supposed to be dead or that's what Sam thinks. And so that's why he kind of starts off like, Oh, like I almost died, but I escaped via this elevator. Mm, Um, I I don't remember any mention of this, but so now he is in New York, but it's a New York that Hydra founded. Um, so he uh, rescues some kid, they all escape, and then this Hydra version of Cap, like the shield comes out and like decapitates him. And then when he removes his mask, this guy is actually, they're both the same person, except, you know, um, Nomad's name that Captain America gave him, he was raised by Steve, was Ian. And then this Battle World counterpart is Leopold, because that's the name that um, uh, Arnim Zola gave him. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really it's also it's weird because it's there is you know battle world mentions he doesn't know where he's at he's like where am I and um, but really this is just a sequel to the rest of Remender's Cap. It's just putting a square peg because to sort of prove that a nomad isn't dead because in that series the way it ended is that we all sort of believed he was dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, read it. <laughs> um, what else we got? Uh, we have Inhumans Adelan Rising number three. This is the book that I'm still not reading. <laughs> so Why you gotta fill me so in. Good, Kevin, I, I don't know. Just, just tell me about the book. Come on. Okay. So uh written by Charles Sewell, artist by uh John Timms. Uh so basically at this point, Black Bolt is cornered, like because they went through the Eldrak portal. So on one side at his bar, the quiet room, um, they're cornered by like Miss Marvel and um like the inhuman cop Oran, and then on the other side it's Medusa. Medusa and Gorgon, like basically they have, they're cornered on all sides. 
and um they fight and everyone sort of gets hurt and then black bolt's basically like medusa take me and let my my crew go and so um they end up doing that and then uh back at the quiet room uh it's like murdoch and karnak and they all fight and basically get captured so at this point that's really the whole issue is just a lot of fighting but at this point medusa has um black bolt in her possession so you know who i don't are the, who are these cop looking characters that are busting them that they're fighting with um inhuman cops i don't know they're all okay. medusa's cops yeah oh, okay but uh, also, they, I mean, they look like Guardians of the Galaxy costumes. That's all. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, I there is this really great panel though, because this uh, character Frank McGee uh, keeps showing up in Charles Souls and Humans, and his whole power is that light comes out of his eyes. But like, you know, it's not like Cyclops; like, it doesn't really damage you, but it just blinds you. So he's like, "All right, everyone!" Like, it, as weird as it is, like it doesn't sound powerful. Everyone's like, "I'm blinded. I can't function now." <laughs> like this is so great so and, great and, and not um, murdoch can't see at all so it doesn't bother him exactly he's like well but yeah and he's like also like shakespearean matt murdoch because it's the one from uh, uh 1612 yeah so yeah. he's all like theatrical so um yeah you know secret wars relevance a lot of do mention so pretty high but this issue itself it's kind of low um kind of its own thing so but we know now that karnak's getting his own series out of this so um, yeah, it, it might it might not be the actual Karnak from this book, but yeah, Karnak's getting his own series, so that's okay. interesting. Do you now want to talk about Planet Hulk? Um, we can do that. Yes, um, I love this book. It, it's it's, it, fun. it's, fun it's book. such a fun book. It's it's He Man meets uh, uh, Captain America. You know, in in the Savage Land. I mean, this this issue. It's you know we're we're learning a little bit more about uh, this this version of Steve Rogers. Um, we we see like you know he's he's still looking for Bucky obviously with with uh, uh, Doc Green version of um, of Hulk, and this is a, a, another one of those where it's it's just it's kind of it's turned into like a, a buddy movie <laughs> you know it's like hey let's yeah. let's cross this this crazy desert and. Um, we, we we see a little bit more of of this version of Captain America in a flashback where he's he's fighting um with with uh, from Age of Apocalypse um, Inferno and uh, he you know it's like he's basically um, Bucky you know, Captain America kind of takes his own life into his hands to take out uh, uh, Inferno. And we don't really see what happens to Bucky still. We still have no idea like like where or why he's searching for Bucky. Um, but uh, we we come across that the, they're 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 crossing into um, the Greenland, where all of it's it's basically just all hulks, and we see this just line of uh, of of skulls. <laughs> that, right. Uh, uh, you know they're that that it seems like there was a big battle between the hulks and and just everybody died um and the big thing at the end of this is uh they're being hunted by a these these almost like native american looking hulks yeah they're tribal hulks yeah um very real this book just keeps getting more and more interesting <laughs> i i really like it they're like they're, it's it's this weird like tribal pygmy versions of the hulks i i, I don't know um but uh, this book is just a lot of fun. 
um, relevance to i mean there's a lot of talk about doom and and the you know the uh, battle battle world um and you know just just it, i love the fact that it's devil dinosaur is a sidekick i know <laughs> i really hope that uh we get a devil dinosaur co- uh, comic book after this or something like like i just really enjoy this version of steve rogers you know um it's 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 just fun um yeah and and I don't know, like as far as relevance, it's I, I give it a, a you know medium. You know, there's okay. there's 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 talk of of what's going on, but there's there's really no there's no doubting you know who who Doom is and this or anything like that yet. Um, they're just looking for answers, basically, of of what's going on with all these different planets, you know, these different realms yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, we're not we're still really not sure why they're these these two have, you know hooked up to to look for um look for bucky so yeah uh let's talk about siege okay this is also a super important book this week yeah um very important so uh written by kieran gillen uh art is by um philippi andrade Sure, um, I'll take that. <laughs> so basically, it follows uh, Abigail Brand, who is sent to the wall, or sent, sorry, sent to the shield. And um, she basically, like, um, how we've seen before in other books, like, she, they're all at the shield, but she'll, like, lead a team in, and they'll go fight, and then, I guess, you know, go back to doing whatever they're doing. But it's cool, because we get to see Miss America and Kate Bishop from um uh king james's england from secret wars journal number one they make appearances so it's like oh cool relevance like they're all still there um but it's set up like a diary so we kind of see like 30 years ago the shield wall actually fell and um basically it's like all these ultrons in this weird like atat version of an ultron you know and um basically all these people died and it wasn't until it got to doom's guard that doom was like all right cool let's stop this and so like with a wave of his hand they were able to you know they all got sent back to the south and then he put a wall there um and so there's also mentioned that at some point there was like a hank pym version that he like <laughs> he's invented these mutated these... rat uh, ants that that yeah oh, so good the pan the panel alo- or the page alone where they explain that is awesome and it talks about like how in the DNA is encoded like a message and it's like uh, like Hank Pym and it's like I'm so sorry kill me <laughs> and I was like Jesus Christ um, so he he was basically forced to to make these ants against his will. I, yeah, and, uh, so and I, the the interesting part was the, the the way they took him out was they used a bunch of clones of Cyclops, right? To, and, and his uh, his his uh, beam powers to to take them all out. I thought that was pretty pretty rad. Um, uh, but um, yeah. yeah, this book is 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 intense. There's a lot going on with this. Um, uh, Abigail Brand is is kind of a badass. Um, and she's, uh, um, the thing is, you know, she, she was a big part in siege, which was uh-huh. the post civil war story. Um, oh, okay. so, uh, and, and it was more like, you know, kind of, in, uh, planetary. And the thing is, are you familiar with her at all before you read this? No. So she, she basically, we find out that there's this thing called, uh, so there's, there's shield and there's sword. And sword was is the intergalactic version of okay. of shield basically. You know they they protect their job is to protect things that before it comes to Earth. 
you know, and, and they work with all these different aliens and stuff. And that's kind of what Abigail does in this is you see like, uh, Leonardo from who, which is tying back to the original shield. There's a, a shield minis, miniseries where you find out that shield was actually started in the 18th century by Da Vinci. Um, right. And, uh, uh, so in, and Leonardo Da Vinci shows up in this book as well as one of like his, you know, one of her assistants kind of, um, it, it, the artwork on this is great. This book is really cool. But the cool thing is Kang shows up as well. Yeah. Um, and Kang is the the time-traveling uh, like villain that's always just trying to fuck with timelines. And I was wondering if we we're ever going to see characters like this where where Kang is kind of important to the Marvel Universe. He's He's been Rama Tut. He's been all these different versions. We've seen him through history. And he kind of... Um, pushes the Marvel universe into ways that he wants. So, um, basically this, uh, this version of Kang shows up and then another version of Kang shows up and kills him. Um, and, uh, all of a sudden, like, like he just wipes himself out. Like, like he just gets wiped out. Um, and says, uh, Thanos doom dooms us all. And it's like, wait, wait, we just saw something about Thanos destroying Kang. What the hell? Um, and, uh, well, he said the wall, the wall will fall in 20 days. Yeah. It's uh, in 20 days, the shield falls. It's in, uh, Thanos dooms us all. So Thanos is going to show up, I guess, and, uh, and, and fuck shit up. Um, and the, bo- the, the book ends with, uh, time before the fall of the shield, 20 days and counting. There is no hope. Yeah. That's what also, that's weird. Cause that's from that. Those panels are from, um, from the main secret wars book like those like pages those white pages so i was like what the hell is this really important what's going on I, I, here yeah i mean i think this is uh this, this ties in like is, is kind of a more important book than than people are thinking um yeah it's it's a it's a really interesting to see what's happening because this i think it's like okay the, if the wall falls does that mean like shit's just really gonna go down Right. Um, the other this is also the second mention of Thanos this week, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. this is gonna be a big thing. And because you got to think, okay, Thanos is, you know, he basically wants, you know, he, he's been searching for the gauntlet because, you know, the whole reason he wants the gauntlet is because he wants to control the galaxy. Um, and Doom got to it first. If there's anybody that should be taking over, the, you know, having having control of the galaxy, it should be Thanos, right? What are you gonna do? You're gonna go after that, and you're gonna get it for yourself. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, we're we're gonna see maybe some uh, Thanos uh, uh, alliance somewhere at some point. I don't know. This book is good. I though. also, I also thought it was interesting. They did mention um, that Nick Fury used to be um, sort of the leader of you know that gang that goes out or whatever to the Shield Wall, and yeah. that he's been missing or you know presumed dead, but. I'm like he's probably still alive out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. So yeah, great book. Pick it up. Relevance high, very high, super high. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about years of future past? Sure. Um, I really like this book, by y- the way. You know, um, this was the issue that turned it around for me. Last issue I really enjoyed. The first issue I hated. Um, uh-huh. uh huh. But last issue started to come around. Obviously, this issue loved it. I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. What happens? Um, so basically, uh, they're being attacked by Doom Sentinels from last issue, and uh, they summon Lockheed, who's a giant mutated, I think it's like gamma mutated dragon now, um, Kitty Pride's dragon, and 
Lockheed and Storm team up and like fight everyone, but then he ends up falling. And um, basically, Cameron, who's presumably Wolverine's son, almost gets crushed, and Kitty Pride pushes him aside, and she's like, not my son! Because of course she would reveal a huge secret like that right then. And so he gets super confused, and we find out that, you know, basically he's the ch- also the child of um, Peter and Kitty Pride, and that um, he they sent, before they were all captured into concentration camps, she sent him with Wolverine to live outside of, you know, that. So, um, they end up staying at like a church with a uh, nightcrawler who's a priest. <laughs> and um, it, I, the thing I love most about it is that um, as weird, like these characters, like Cameron and Christina, obviously kind of have a thing, you know, and then it's like, Oh no, they're brother and sister. It's so weird. But the way Marguerite Bennett handles that is she's like, okay, well let's just call it out. So there's this um, great bunch of panels where they're talking and, uh, He's like, oh, siblings, very Star Wars. And she's like, I don't get that reference. Yeah. And then it's he also says, like, well, at least there wasn't, you know, any unresolved sexual tension, right? You know, and it's like they kind of just laugh about it. So it's like, okay, I feel a little bit better about this because I, I feel like that's just always sort of weird incest territory. Like, it's it never not gets weird. And it's um, weird because, you know, you saw that their powers are very similar. Right. You know, so it's like, well, wait a second. Uh, how is this possible? Like, she's got this weird, like, metallic, but she can still, she she can kind of transform herself into weird metal kind of thing, like, like yeah. her father. And then he turns into, I'm not really sure what his powers are. He's like, it's like Mr. Fantastic, but he could also go through things. But, so he's got, he's got Kitty Pride's thing, but he's also, he kind of turns into like, like, a, a, a mist kind of thing, I guess. Y- yes, yeah. Um, it's it's really weird. Um, yeah, yeah. So at the end, they end up like staging this whole attack, which ends up being a trap. And then the very last panel is a whole nother team of, I guess, villains I've never seen before in my life. Oh, this is the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. It's you have Destiny, um, Pyro, and uh, Avalanche, oh. who are all the brother. The, that's the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants from the eighties. Uh, and you know destiny her whole thing is she can see the future she's she was rogues um uh she was like mystique's um she's rogues nanny okay Um, i know avalanche and pyro but it's also old and weird and yeah so it this was this was the uh and they went on to be the freedom fighters or something like that too and stuff but yeah so uh, all they're missing is blob but then they they killed blob later right in, in the first issue right so yeah um it, very like like this book is getting really good really really good um and uh i think we're gonna see um a couple of these characters show up in some some future books uh post secret wars so i think things are coming out of this i i love the lockheed fight it's so great yeah <laughs> and and the uh the nod to the doom sentinels from the the uh that, that looked like the toy version of dr doom was pretty rad so, um, yeah, so that, there we go. That, that's the books for, uh, July or yeah, July 15th. Yeah. And some other stuff, uh, to check out where monsters dwell. Number three was out that week. Um, battle world, number three, Korvax saga, number two, um, and armor wars, number three. Um, let's skip ahead to the latest week, uh, July 22nd. All right. 2015. I'm, I'm going to go out of order in this just because I want to talk about something really quick. Yeah, for sure. I was right. I called it uh, two episodes ago when Weird World number one came out, and I was fucking right. 
I don't remember. Refresh my memory. Uh, so remember, I said that uh, they're going to bring back Kristar, uh, sure. the old uh, toy tie-in from uh, that uh, series oh, yeah, of books that yeah. Marvel put out. And you're like Kristar, never heard of it because these toys came out before you were uh, even a, a thought, a glimmer of. In, in... Anyways, um, <laughs> so so yeah, um, this book I just. The minute I read, I got to the uh, the third page, and you see a crystallized eye look through this hole. We saw that Archon, uh, the you know our hero in this book, he's like kind of like a Conan kind of a character. You know, he's he's trying to get out. He's been captured by what I love is the uh, Kingdom of the Water Apes, uh, which is like this uh, uh, ape Atlantis is what they call it, um, and. He's he's in this prison. Uh, he's chained up, and water's slowly coming into it. And uh, you see, he's talking to somebody through a wall. And you see, in this very small hole, just a crystallized eye. And I'm like, yes, I was right. It is a crystal. Uh, this this book is turning into crystal. They're bringing back crystal. And you see, uh, he breaks through, and they, he's like, you know, if you join me, I'll I'll you know get you out of here. So we find out that it is Warbo, one of my favorite characters from Crystar. He's just this gigantic guy that carries a huge crossbow um and uh the whole thing with crystal crystal was it's this universe that uh, everything is, becomes crystallized and they with when they become crystallized they they become like superpowers and all this stuff it's it's great okay. old stupid series from the 80s that a lot of actually very great writers worked on and artists so if you have a chance go back and pick up all the old crystal books you'll get a good laugh out of some of it um but the funny thing is like like Nightcrawler shows up in one of the books and it tie it like they, they bring in a couple of a couple times it crosses over at the Marvel Universe. Um so basically Warbo and um uh uh Archon, you know, sh- uh, uh break out of this uh this the 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 Atlantis. And then uh, we see that um Morgan Le Fay, who we saw in the the, the last episode, is with Moltar. <laughs> another one from the crystal series this is where i called it uh he's he's they those two have teamed up and they're trying to train this dragon like this the the dragon that archon was was that's what they were after we we, you know i was like oh i think that's crystal's dragon when we see him getting captured and uh morgan's like you know what saddle the beast i can control him and uh somehow this dragon is is very uh very very you know there's something special about this dragon we're about to find out so uh we find out that Warbo and um, Archon are, you know, make this deal that, you know, Warbo is like, you know, if I help you get out of here, you're going to help me go find uh, my, my, you know, my king, uh, Kristar. And uh, so they sneak into this castle that uh, Morgan Le Fay leaves and uh, they fight all these ogres and or orcs, I guess. And uh, they're like, he's like, oh, so we're, we're going to go to the, du- the dungeon. He's like, no, no, it's not. He's not in the dungeon. And they break into a, a treasure vault. And then he's like, here he is. And they, he picks up this this bag and shows him. It's a, He says, Archon, meet Crystar, the crystal warrior, prince of Crystarium, the greatest hero of all the realm, and my best friend. And it's just a bag full of crystals. And he's like, yeah. and Archon says, oh, doom. <laughs> and uh, as they're trying to escape, they find out that they're f- surrounded by molten men. So, yeah. They're bringing back Crystar! <laughs> Yay! I am so excited about this. You don't understand. This is this is just really cool. I'm 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 really excited about this. Um, 
but you could care less. <laughs> what does it all mean? <laughs> um, it means this. This is like okay. They couldn't bring back Rom, so they brought back Kristar. Uh, no, and I think there's like seven other people out there that really give a fuck, um, and I'm I'm one of them. Um, but I mean, again, even if you don't know about Kristar, this book is really good. It's it's written by Jason Aaron um, and uh, uh, art by Mike Delamundo, and it's fantastic. I mean, I, I want a page of artwork from this book. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and and man, just just returning Warbo. Oh, it's so great, so awesome. So I, I did not like like when they said that they were going to bring back characters that you haven't seen in a long time. I didn't. I I was I was thinking they were going to bring back Rom. You know. No, I I did not think that we were going to see Kristar. That was the last of the things that I thought that were even possible of coming back because it was yeah. a toy, it was a toy tie-in. You know that usually, you know when they do you know a, a toy tie-in kind of a series like Shogun Warriors and the Micronauts and and all that stuff. The whoever owns that toy still home, owns the rights to those characters. They can't like do it like Rom. They've wanted to do another Rom book forever, but that was a that. That's held by uh, by by Hasbro, um, and IDW is doing our new Robin book because they have a deal with 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 Hasbro. So they somehow they managed to uh, work out the details and bring back Kristar, and I'm the only one that's excited. So, okay, relevance high. This book, I think this is this is you know they talk about Doom in this, and it, you're you're seeing parts of Weird World, and yeah, it, it's a great book. Just just read it. Tell me about Future Imperfect. Um, so, okay. Uh, Future Imperfect number three, written by Peter David, artist Greg Land. So uh, the group who's really led by um, Ruby Summers at this point, they go in and they're going to go rescue um, Thunderbolt Ross, a.k.a. the thing in this. And um, he's not there where he's supposed to be. And... Um, Turns out he's just hanging out with Maestro and they're just talking it out because he's like, look, man, you guys want me out. That's cool. I want to be out because I want to go take over for, you know, he's like, I want to be Doom and take over. And so they all kind of laugh at it. And now it seems like that's where the book's going. But um, the big reveal at the end. Oh, the big reveal. Sorry. The big reveal is like, in order for me to be Doom, I need a destroyer and he has like a little like blueprint of it yeah he's it's it's basically this he brings out this looks like an old uh asgardian book or something they're gonna track down a destroyer fucking great so good <laughs> so um, so good and it's like you know that's master's whole thing is he collects things you know he's he, he's got this whole treasure trove full of just just different artifacts and stuff from from throughout the marvel universe and stuff so if anybody also, knows just say that there's a there's a robot dinosaur in this named jamie yeah I was like yeah, hey yeah i thought kind of, i thought about you when i read that like oh this is a robot dinosaur but no, but it was cool. a boy she keeps referring to it as a boy so oh Jamie. you know happens yeah um good book i mean this is i think this is part of where we're gonna see an alliance brewing maybe across different re- realms um of uh uh you know who's gonna take out doom you know um but again it's like it's it's people starting to doubt doom um so yeah uh great book love it uh marvel zombies number two. Oh, this one uh one of my favorites simon spurrier kev walker mm-hmm. two great I mean, you know peanut butter and chocolate go great together um love just just love simon spurrier um 
this book is just oh, I, I I could I could read an entire series with with this series, with this book because I, I I hate the Marvel zombies so much and right. it, it seems like they do too <laughs> you know like the the the, the subtle nod that they make of like kind of how dumb the Marvel zombie universe is 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 pretty rad you know um and uh this is again we're we're seeing Elsa uh Bloodstone and um this kid that we still don't have a name for <laughs> this bald yeah. kid in a space suit are are making their way back to the wall um they've they're going across the marvel the marvel zombie land and uh uh you know they run into uh zombie sauron and uh all of a sudden um uh, a version of 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 angel shows up um, but his name is, is, is just Ranger Worthington. So uh, he's part of, of um, Elsa's team, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I forgot what she works for in this. Um, but uh, we're we're seeing more flashbacks to to Elsa's fan, like you know her father and and how, just kind of how she hates him. And she, they're being tracked down by this this person that's got all these swords and artifacts and stuff that they're he seems like he's collecting. Um, not really sure what's going on here, um, but uh, uh, Angel takes off with uh, with the kid and leaves Elsa behind. She says, "You know, we can track you down now. We'll send somebody out for you because uh, you know he he can only carry off two people or one people. He can't carry two. Yeah. So uh, we 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 see that uh, you know they've originally they they tried to take down part of the wall uh, on it, like they they took apart at the very beginning. They took apart a Modoc." A cannibal version of Modoc. I love that. <laughs> and they they dropped him on uh, this this person that's been following them, and uh, we see at the very la- the last couple pages that uh, oh, didn't work. Still following Elsa, she throws a bomb at him. Still nothing. Um, and she's so she just starts running, and uh, she finds this camp where it's all these heads on sticks, um, and it's uh, like all these. It looks like werewolf by night and uh close. well plus because angel gave her that like tracking device and oh, then it yeah, falls right. and then it's like a baseball inside she's like what the crap yeah so yeah, yeah so she realizes like something's up yeah and uh uh she stumbles onto this um this camp and uh they're like you know pretty serious zombies you know they're 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 alive they're you know they're talking and they're more uh you know we see that it's mystique and uh she's she's basically feeding on um deadpool <laughs> right so uh very interesting uh so i think we're, we're seeing deadpool more in this like like deadpool can't be a, a zombie can he hmm. and uh the the kid in the suit is actually at her seat uh, at her feet so um maybe that's what is going on here i'm not really and, and she uh you know mystique is dressed in the same outfit that you know uh that uh elsa's wearing so she's part of this, the same guard so don't really know what's going on yet something squirrely but uh yeah so this book is great i love it awesome um what would you give the relevance to this uh, as far as secret wars goes as far as Secret Wars goes, I, I would say it's pretty, it's pretty high. I mean, it's definitely like its own story, but I feel like a lot of this is going to come back, yeah. um, just because they're beyond the wall, the beyond the shield at this point. And that kid, I'm like, I haven't really formulated theories yet, but I feel like you know, 
with Thanos supposedly coming back. Like, I feel like this kid is somehow part of all that. Like, I don't know, man. Something's I, don't know. I, up. I have no idea what he is or who he is, but yeah, I, I, it's somehow tied to that space suit that he's wearing. And I don't know. I think he's, he's at some point he's just going to turn into some kind of creature though. Exactly. Go, yeah. Oh shit. That's the it. Whole, yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh, it's Odin. Like, no bitch. It was maestro the whole time. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just like that. Um, but yeah, uh, another book that deals with the shield again, uh, your favorite book this week, Old Man Logan. This book blew me the fuck away. I'm, I'm sold on it now. I'm sold on it. See, you were doubting this book. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. And now I'm like, okay, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Brian Bendis and Adrian Sorrentino, who is now my favorite comic book artist right now. I mean, this book is, not only is it, 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 it like, why we'll get into it in a second, but it's just beautiful. I mean, this book looks beautiful, and it's it's Adrian Sorrentino who did Green Arrow with uh, with Jeff Lemire. That was fantastic. Doing books for Marvel now. He just he's an exclusive with Marvel, and I I'm so excited. Oh, um. So it, we we left off at this last issue that uh, Apocalypse shows up, and uh, it's it's the uh, Age of Apocalypse uh, territory, and um, they're about to go to battle with Apocalypse, and uh. The the same alien Thor, which I don't know what alien version she is. Yeah, I have no idea. I still can't figure it out. If anybody knows, please let us know. Um, but uh, uh, she's uh, she starts fighting with uh, you know she basically stops the fight and uh, <laughs> there's she kind of starts talking to Apocalypse. He's like, yeah, this is my fight. And she's like, oh no no, I've I've got to take care of this. You know, he's supposed to be dead. You know, he's he's not. You know, and then uh, <laughs> Logan just takes off. <laughs> And like, she's like X Men. She's like X you you X Men. Which way? He's like he is an X Men. He's one of us. <laughs> what do you want with him? And she's she's just insubordinate. And just I guess she takes out the 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 Age of Apocalypse X Men. I'm not really sure. Um, and and Apocalypse is like, what the hell? These are this is my fight. You know, this is a. He's like the hands of my horsemen. Infinite pun. You know, like he basically goes to war against this this one Thor, and it just basically gives uh uh, you know, old man Logan a chance to to, to get away, and um, he comes across uh, Tabitha, who was Boom Boom from uh, X Force, mm-hmm. uh, the classic X Force, and you know. For some reason, Logan's got to have a little kid psychic every now and then, and uh, he. Uh, so there, we we see a couple pages where, you know, he's talking to Emma Frost through telepathy, and and you know he's like, she's like, you know, um, you, you're going to run into this woman named uh, Boom Boom. He's like, yep, already did. And uh, so we see that uh, Logan just takes the fuck out of this this Thor. You know, he like chops her up basically. And uh, she's like, how dare you touch me? She's like, I'm a Thor. You will not touch me. She just flings a lightning bolt at him, right? And we see him falling to the ground. And she says, "Uh, Lord Doom would not approve of what um, you have forced me to do. I will clean this mess up. And then, damn you, Apocalypse, what now? And we see like like a a big, huge blowout in the, you know, uh, off in the distance. And we see Logan, this is the part that kind of confused me. We see Logan falling. Um, from where he was uh, attacking, uh, 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 where, where he was attacking the Thor, and uh, the background changes. So somehow he's transported to another uh, another realm, um, and uh, we see that he's where 
in Technopolis. Yep. <laughs> which is an armor wars. Yeah. The armor wars yeah, uh, realm where you know, everybody's being inf- been infected and that's why they're wearing these suits. And, uh, uh, you know, um, the war machine version of Thor is like, uh, you know what? I need to take this guy out, you know? And, and, and Tony Stark's like, this guy, he can walk around without armor. I, what's going on here? And, and, and the thing is, uh, Wolverine recognizes him. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I know who you are, you know? And, and Tony Stark is like, I have no idea who you are. And he's like, have you ever heard of the X-Men? He's like, Nope, never heard of him before. Yeah. So, Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And he's like, he's like, you know, look, he's like, I can't, uh, so war machines like, look, I just can't, I can't let you leave. You just, uh, you know, you've left your realm and, uh, uh, or, you know, you've left your dimension without permission. And he's like, without permission, what? So it's weird. He has no idea that there's all these, these, these different, um, domains and, and doom. Like he thinks, you know, he, he thinks doom's evil. He's like, he just thinks Doom's a, a guy and that he's, you know, he doesn't know that Doom is God or anything. So something's going on here. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, so Tony Stark, you don't remember me? And he's like, no, I don't. Um, and he's like, uh, uh, you know, Tony wants him to, to, to stick around so he can make a, an antibiotic, you know, cure for, for all of the, uh, the disease, you know, the, this armor disease, right? right? And uh, the Thor's like, you know what? I just I gotta take you in. There's this great panel where uh, you just see Logan looking at uh, at at War Machine Thor and Tony Stark's behind him. And he's like, so uh, what's happening? And you just another shot of Logan. And then they shoot to to War Machine. He says, uh, I think this is a standoff, but he's like, no, it ain't. I'm leaving. You know, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm tired, and he starts to walk away. And uh, and. Um, Tony Stark says, uh, can, uh, can I get you something to eat, sit, talk? He's like, I'd like to meet him. And, uh, Tony says, who? He says, uh, you know, Logan says doom. He says, uh, <laughs> and Iron Man's like, uh, not, or, uh, war machines. Like, I didn't see that coming. He says, uh, the problem is old man, uh, you left your domain, uh, which is forbidden. And he says, uh, there's that word again. He says, what would you uh, say if you wanted uh, to do him if you met him? He says, oh, what would I say? Uh, I, I would say that I lived most of my life haunted by the things I've done, haunted by the the, the world has forced me to do. But today, today I've seen things. I've seen things that people and places that, he says, uh, that what? Because there's a pause. He says, my name's, my name's James Howlett. Some people call me w- w- Logan. Uh, some people call me Wolverine. And that's when he's like, God, you don't remember it. And he's like, so I'm just going to take off. And, uh, war machines like, Nope, can't do that. And, uh, we see that he, you know, sends a light bolt of lightning after him. And, uh, the last page he ends up in, well, looks like he's in, uh, the Marvel zombie. So we see that he's, uh, being tracked down by all the venoms of, uh, of, of the Marvel. Like, so, so he's behind, he's behind the shield at some point. Fucking great. So good. So this book is like, I mean, this is the book that kind of is starting to tie all this together. Like, this is the book that I thought all of these other books were going to be of like jumping across different realms and domains, whatever you want to call it. Right. And, uh, um, you know, this book is, is, it's just, it's gone from being like, you know, important to super important. This is the book that you've got to pay attention to. Um, it's, and it's great. The artwork is great. Story is great. I'm glad that you're on board with this now. 
Um, yeah, because like, you, uh, you were a little confused, but now and and we we know that uh, that old man Logan they're gonna is gonna have his own book after this. We don't know. It, it looks like he's gonna be brought into the six one six, and it's gonna be kind of like him dealing with the two, and he's also gonna be on um, one of the X books. So or no, I'm sorry, he's gonna be in uh, Uncanny Avengers or the, a new Avengers book. So. Um, yeah, exciting stuff. Love that book. Um, yeah, let's talk about our last book. It was my favorite book this week. Uh, Star Lord and Kitty Pride number one. Oh, so good. So, so good. good. Um, so, uh, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Alti Fermancia, and sure. um, super Disney style. And it's like beautiful. I'm like obsessed with the art in this. Um, but basically, we find out, and this is kind of continuity i'm a little confused with because i don't think that this was established in uh in the adeline rising book but basically so peter quill is actually from the 616 i guess i'm assuming this happens after they all in secret wars get all teleported from each other when yeah um, so we talked about this in the last book the the last podcast where everybody got teleported off and and i was like okay i think every we're gonna see these characters kind of slowly integrated into different books right um and um so yeah star lord got teleported out of there and now he's actually 616 star lord is the singer of the band in the quiet room which is black bolt's club and um all he does great tie-in yeah um and all he does is sing disney songs because no one in battle world's ever heard anything (laughs) disney um but it's cool because you get to see like flashbacks of you know his life. The art's so beautiful, and he basically talks about how he he misses um, Kitty Pride and you know thinks about her. And then the club owner or whatever is like, um, or his manager is Drax, but he's like Drax with a really crazy like you know he's pompadour, like Johnny Bravo version of Drax. Yeah, and he's like, uh, well, the Drax I know doesn't have hair, and he's like, what? That's just silly. <laughs> Um, because he's he's taken on the uh, he's you know basically in hiding, so he's he's now going by Steve Rogers, right? Um, and so and then we see that Kitty Pride actually walks into the club, and she's meeting with Gambit, and basically Gambit has um like hair that like when it registers in her little like device it says that you know the origin is unknown so she's like whoa this is crazy anomaly like this is worth a lot of money and so and so uh we find out that this this version of kitty pride uh works for the valeria von doom foundation yeah um and uh yeah so i'm sorry didn't mean to interrupt go ahead no it's okay so um in exchange for the hair she brings um these like knives like scientifically crafted and like by long shot or whatever, or like a car out of the bones, bones of long, long shot. shot. Yeah. Long shot himself. <laughs> One of and, the versions of long shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so verified to possess lucky properties. So of course Gambit's like, Oh my God, that's great. Um, and star Lord's about to sing, um, once upon a dream from sleeping beauty. And it's funny. Cause one of the drummers is like, is this where I pull out the Kleedex? And then he sees Kitty pride in the club. And, uh, we also realize that she has, She's Kitty Pride with claws in this. She's got Wolverine claws, which um, is the uh, Wolverine version, or it's the Age of Apocalypse version, I believe. Oh, I see. Because the uh, the version on the cover uh, the, uh, is is the Age of Apocalypse version of Kitty Pride, right? But she works for you know Valeria, so I don't know what realm she actually is in. I, I don't think we've seen the Age of Apocalypse version of Kitty Pride. 
Yeah. Well, um, Gambit tries to get hands with her, and she's, like, not about it. And so Peter Quill um, interjects, and uh, Gambit is able to escape. And then Peter Quill kisses Kitty Pride, and she's not about it. And then punches him, and his blood gets on her little device and also says, origin unknown, because he's not from Battle World. And so she handcuffs him and is basically like, let's go to Doomsguard now. So... Yes. That ends. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see whose hair that was that that she was. Yeah. Because you know, basically Gambit was like, hey, I've got. Hey, she's using the hair as a test, but supposedly there's maybe Gambit knows a person or something that uh, that he was going to turn over to her. Um, it's not really said what it is that uh, that he has. Um, and uh, I, I love when uh, uh, you know Gambit fight gets in a fight with uh, with with Kitty Pride. He uses the uh, the knives, the you know long shots knives, and uh, he, he throws it at Trax. Trax whips out a um, this big ass knife and, and knocks out the the, the yeah, thro- Gambit's like, throwing oh. knife, and it it, it it knocks off of Storm's um, a glass that Storm, a version of Storm is wor- working on. Then uh, off of Guido's drums, and then bounces off the ceiling and knocks down the uh, uh, a, a chandelier and, and you know takes out Trax. It's like, oh, oh, that is awesome. It's it it, it is Gambit's bones. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's Longshot's bones. That that was such a great idea. Because um, has lucky properties. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely um, in terms like because in in Adeline Rising, it was already established that the lead singer of the band was Peter Quill. So that's why I was like, when he, he he's like, oh, I actually go by Steve Rogers. I was like, oh, that's a little different. Um, so the timing there is a little off. But dude, great book great art um i feel like this is one of one that i definitely want it's going to be in my top five yeah Um, it's it's kind of cartoony and cute i'm like oh my god yeah i don't i don't know uh, who alti fisherman fishman um his artwork kind of reminds me of um uh of uh, abe um abraham lopez oh yeah yeah. uh definitely that kind of style but actually done in a comic book because Abe just does sketches I love Abe, but I'm, I've been telling him for a long time. He needs to do a comic book and somebody else to beat him to it, I guess. Uh, but regardless, beautiful artwork um, and great layouts. And this this story, I mean, totally relevant to what's happening in Secret yeah, Wars. Yeah, super relevant. So um, that's it. Oh, and also um, the only other book to check out this week that we didn't cover is E for Extinction number two. So um, I d- did want to mention uh, Punisher this week. Um, is the 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 final book of Punisher, and uh, I I don't remember if I told you or not, but the story issue twenty or issue nineteen basically picks up right after Punisher kills everybody in um in the first issue of Secret Wars, and he goes uh, off and and takes care of some villains overseas and stuff. And uh, but the thing is, the very last page of this book is the uh, incursion. Like, oh okay, it's it's pretty rad. It's uh yeah yeah it's it's. If you just want a cool tie-in, it's it's a fun book. Well, it looks like the war's over this week. Next week, uh, we get Secret Wars number five, right? Yay! Yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll be on top of this one, and we promise, guys. Um, Jamie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all the social medias at Jamie Rosaurus, and you can find us at ikiplay.com and all the social medias at ikiplay. And please remember, this podcast may be free for you. 
it's not free for us. It does cost us money. So uh, if you are feeling generous, um, go over to our website, buy a t-shirt or something, and uh, you know, kick us some kick us some cash. If you can't do that, don't feel like doing it. At least leave a star, leave a comment, um, leave uh, something on iTunes for us that uh, makes people want to listen to this podcast. Tell your friends, your families, your dogs, whatever, to listen to this podcast. It really does mean a lot to us. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yep. Bye.